Tobag, and I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. This week, I am over the moon excited because we have with us live in studio, Simon Hanselman. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's me. It's me, Simon Hanselman. I'm a guest on a podcast about relationships. You've done it. We're here. uh, Your tagline is a line from my comics, I think. Uh, Oh, God. Relationships. Yeah, that's where we're at. It is. It is. That's why I agreed to do it. You know, you reached out and I was like, oh, don't know about this. I don't normally go on podcasts. You know, not that I've got anything against them. But I looked and I was like, oh, that's a tagline from my comic. Fuck it. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Oh, that's that's great. I didn't I didn't put that together uh, until yesterday because I had I was reading uh, Meg and Mark right when we right when we created this. I think this is like right when I first found your stuff online. For those who don't know, Simon uh, is the creator of the the comic Meg, Mog, and Owl. Um, and uh, I, I, I saw the the picture in question. I was initially using it as our art. I think it's Werewolf Jones taking a piss out of a window like from inside the living room with other yep. folks inside of it and he's just screaming out oh god relationships and i was like that 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 captures it man that captures the fucking agony of having you know a bad time on a date or getting broken up with there we go we'll use that as a placeholder and uh now yeah, we've we've come full circle and so i'm so fucking stoked you, you came on you know, that that panel is based on a real moment uh, back in Tasmania in the 90s. My friend Jason had a tiff with his uh, partner and was screaming on the balcony, like, relationships. <laughs> and uh, it was very visceral, so it really haunted me and stuck with me, and I, I couldn't help but put it into one of my, one of my comic strips. <laughs> is that... Is that is that the case for a lot of this stuff that that, that it kind of comes from personal anecdotes? Because I gotta say, like a lot of the a lot of the character aspects, you know, of, of Meg, Mog, and Owl as roommates, you just kind of get if you've been a grimy person at some point in life. Like I had, I had mice running around my room in college. Uh, I was just living like a total shithound, and I recognize aspects of like old roommates or, or, or people I've known in those characters. Can you like, so is it stuff that you could kind of like point to somebody and be like, Mog is based on, is based on this person. Um, or maybe it's an amalgamation of folks you've known or maybe yeah. you're just coming up with the, the extremes. No, I can't make anything up. I'm a high school dropout. I'm an idiot. I, I can't make things up. Uh, <laughs> hey, me no too. imagination. So, yeah, it's, you know, predominantly based on just, yeah, people I've known growing up in Tasmania, you know, wild, uh, you know, times in the late 90s, early 2000s, playing in shitty noise bands and, yeah, share houses. And, you know, my mother was a hardcore, like, you know, heroin addict. My father was a biker. I, I grew up around a, a colourful cast of uh you know, abusive characters, um, you know, just witnessed a lot of weird shit, you know. So, you know, of course I've got my Larry David notebook out and I'm writing all this stuff down. In a way, it's like stealing people's souls. Like anybody that's around me, I will soak up their, uh, you know, embarrassing, horrible moments and, and you know, put them into one of these comics. Uh, yeah, it feels a bit, a bit grimy sometimes. I, you know, I don't make a lot of it up. You know, I'm a comedy writer. I make up jokes. And, you know, you embellish things. You know, once you put it on the page, it's, you know, is it real anymore? It changes. It goes through a metamorphosis. So who's to say? I look forward to uh, Meg, Mog, and Al meeting a couple of shithead podcasters. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that may well happen. I am desperate for material at this point. So, yeah. Oh, I would be stoked. <laughs> You know, as I get older and, you know, I'm happily married and sort of live a pretty quiet monastic life just uh, as a workaholic, so I'm running out of squalid anecdotes. Uh, so, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Come on whenever you're in need for inspiration. We we pick up quite a few squalid anecdotes in the question box and uh, and just scrape it around on online. So... Yeah. I had one more. Uh, so you, you live in the states now, right? You're based in you're based in Seattle. Yes, yeah, so I'm from Tasmania. I've lived in London and Melbourne and you know around places. But yeah, married an American, living in Seattle, Washington, which does Gosh. have a you know it's got a fine comics pedigree and history here. Fantagraphics Books, my publisher, is here. They've been here like 35 years, and uh, you know all the grunge scene and stuff. You know, there's a big history of you know, good art shit here. 
Yeah. Uh, your style, so your style kind of reminds me of a lot of like work that you would see in like punk zines and things like that. Uh, how much of that do you draw from? Like, where where are you with that? Well, you know, I grew up reading like you know Peter Bags comics, like all that grunge stuff, and you know Dan Clowes, and yeah, you know, I'd listen to a bit of punk music and stuff. I was more into noise and kind of experimental shit. Um, you know, TV came into it, but all my work is influenced by like bad sitcoms, like you know Sabrina the Teenage Witch or How I Met Your Mother. Well, you know, or just that pacing, just fluid pacing. And like sitcoms, it's like it's based on advertising. Like it's got to be so tight. You know, the idea is to get people to come back after a commercial break, so there can be no dead air. So I find that very inspiring in a way from a writing perspective. You know, I love Todd Salons as well. Big influence there. I love Toddy Salons. Yeah. Is that is that where you're going then with the uh, like the few the the books years I have it's it's kind of set up like a DVD case and like this is season such and such uh, you know with like the credits on on the back yeah the first book I did like a funny oh it's, oh, it's like a DVD a book set instead of a box set haha but you know yeah when I started it I did you know I wanted it to be like a sitcom on paper I'm, I'm working with sitcom beats and sort of you know those classic relationships and you know people in a house living together. Um, but, you know, the, the books have gotten sort of weirder as they've gone on. You know, I'm always doing weird shit, putting barcodes on the spine and, you know, it's a weird foil and glitter and stuff. The, the, the new one that's coming out later this year has like a – it looks like a pill bottle. It's got like an orange plastic uh, piss shield in a way. It's a good toilet book because <laughs> it comes with this orange plastic shield. But, you know, it's got a sticker on it. It looks like a pill bottle, you know. It's a commentary on the opioid crisis and, you know, these characters of mine and their addictions. I saw that cover. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, no, they let me do sort of whatever I want now at Fanographics. It's nice. You know, I, I want to use that musical birthday card technology. Like you open the book, like, you know, with yeah. the musical birthday cards and it makes noises. <laughs> Bit expensive, but but they've let me have my piss shield for this new one. So very happy about that. <laughs> that's That's rad. I, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's going all right. The old funny book business, uh, you know, it can be a tough, uh, tough business. Bit of a mugs game, but uh, you know, I'm working hard and I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, yeah, it's, it's dream come true for this little kid from Tasmania. I just get to sit around all fucking day, just uh, drawing witches. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I saw. Was it an art installation with like the mannequins of Meg and Squalor? Like, yeah, Be- oh, Bell- yeah. yeah, Bellevue Art Museum, uh, cool sort of local art museum here. Yeah, they uh, the curator guy, he's a British guy, he's lovely. He was a fan of mine from a while back and asked me, you know, do you want to do a show here at this big art museum? And I was like, oh shit, you know, I'm a cartoonist, like, so it was comics, like, eh, I could put that on the wall, but eh. So I wanted to make, you know, I pitched him on like a shitty Disney World version of Megan Mog, like, it'll be my shitty Disneyland. So, you know, you could, the comics came to life. You could walk into the squalid living spaces. You could see <laughs> Werewolf Jones. We, you know, made this whole forest scene. I created these rooms within rooms with, like, strobe lights and controlled lighting, and there was a water feature. You know, and it was people could really come in and, like, you know, if you're a fan, you could step into the work. And, uh, and if you weren't a fan, you could kind of learn about the opioid crisis and the way sort of different people live. A lot of the docents at the museum were sort of older women and sort of like initially I think were repelled by the work and like what the fuck is this? Comics and, you know, witch mannequins and Slim Jims and lubricant, like what is this? Yeah. But, but you know, we all <laughs> talked about like, everyone there pretty much knew someone who was suffering from addiction or depression and they actually in the end really got the show and, you know, I, I feel like it did actually, you know, instruct a lot of people on this shit and made them feel a bit of compassion and empathy for you know, people sort of doing it tough, you know, so there's a serious component to the show, but also a lot of great dick jokes and just, you know, just some funny stuff, some fisting. It was great. Nice. (laughs) I counted no less than five Diet Coke bottles filled with piss. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I I saw the pictures for those. I didn't know it was, I didn't know you were based in Seattle. I didn't know it was up in Washington. (coughs) Uh, until after it was over, and I'm down in I'm down in Portland, and I was uh, regretting not not popping up there because yeah, that that looked that looked awesome. Yeah, yeah, people were driving like 26 hours, like crazy shit to come and see the show. Like there was people that were crying, like it was like like a low key Beatlemania for Megan Mog comics, which is very <laughs> amusing for me. 
It's uh, you know, I travel the world with these comics, and people come up crying and stuff, giving me these letters, and just telling me like, "Oh my god, Megan Mock changed my life." And it's like, really? It's like a cartoon witch comic about fisting and rimming. Like, what? <laughs> but I, I don't know. But it is raw emotional shit. I do draw on real shit. I try to make it as fluid as possible and as entertaining as possible. So you know, it's beautiful that people react to it in that way but you know I, I hate myself i i think my work is terrible because I, i'm the one making it and i see all the faults in it mm. but you know but yeah it's lovely to be like i'm making a difference for the children yeah. through my <laughs> fisting witch comics it's, it's relatable in a way that few things are like i you know i uh, uh full disclosure i describe myself as half goblin on my mom's side so i kind of nice. i kind of live like a fucking animal and i feel really yeah. seen by by this work like i feel like you know uh people that that live that way aren't really depicted you know like they're just sweet reprobates like there's a sweetness to them they're you know werewolf jones is a train wreck he's this you know omnisexual like selfish crazy id but you know he's he's got his sweet sides to him yeah sort of one of them he he likes one of them (laughs) He, he likes one of them I, I was concerned about one of the Werewolf Jones spin-off comics. I was like, is this too is he being too cruel to Jackson? Like there's like a movement on Twitter of like younger people that are sort of they don't like really horrible shit in art, like really visceral sort of stuff about abuse and you know even when it is someone talking about their experience, there's sort of this censorious nature. So you know, I've seen people like that getting upset about certain things and my friend and I were writing this Werewolf Jones comic and just thinking the whole time, like, fuck, if they could see this, like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, it's really dark, like, really dark, dark stuff. Uh, anyway, anyway. Well, I, th- I think, like Arthur was saying, the, the relatability aspect, I, I, I think it hit so many people because a lot of that stuff is, is difficult to communicate across in just a straightforward fashion. Right, if you just did a comic about depression with no, you know, jabs at its comedy or, or revealing kind of the, the, you know, the weird things about it that are underneath the surface, it'd be fucking bleak and terrible and nobody would want that ever. It, it just come <laughs> off as moralizing. But you catch this good balance of, of clearly somebody who's who's been there, you know, who's able to pick out the funny parts of... You know, the fucking terrible shit that a lot of us have to go through. Uh, and it, 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 it makes it, like Arthur was saying, it, ma- it makes you feel seen. It makes it more palatable. And I, 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 I'm not 100% sure to articulate what I'm, what I'm saying here. But the, yeah, well, wrapping, it with the, wrapping it with some humor, I think, really, you know, it, it really helps people connect with that. Yeah, well, it's, it's about life. I mean, Megan Margaret's, you know, it's a comedy sort of silly cartoon but it's really you know it's about life the ups and downs every day sometimes we're like manically up and sometimes we're really fucking brutally down and it's just that mix and finding the humor in that you know i I think it's the most realistic comic in the world that's you know it's 14 languages now kids love it in russia all over the world so you know i'm doing something right you know i guess i've managed to take life and you know, so when you try and take an experience and put it inside a piano and just, you know, take that feeling, that's what I've tried to do on paper. I, I guess I've been mildly successful. But yes, but I do think it's very important to constantly self-flagellate and be like, you're garbage, you're trash, like, do better, do better next time. I don't want to rest on my laurels and, you know, think that my successes are, you know, like, you know, the bee's knees. But I've got to look in the mirror and just go, ugh. <laughs> healthy <laughs> that's advice we can all take yeah <laughs> well simon how do you feel about helping us answer some folks relationship questions some sex questions i think we got a couple of questions specifically for you too now let's do it let's get down to the muck and the mire Bef- to wallow around and all these fluids before we start hitting <laughs> that uh we do have to ask you our traditional question that we ask every guest oh shit i forgot yeah yeah uh, what is the most like embarrassing or fucking wild experience you've had in a romantic relationship, like a bad date or you know uh, something crazy somebody did? Like, what is right. that for you? Oh man, I mean, there was the foursome in the park where the, the old woman came past with her dog, and I got stabbed that night <laughs> by. Uh, 
by someone involved in the foursome and holy shit it, but you know I, there's a bunch of stuff I, you know, some one of the girls was going off under trucks and cutting all the spark plugs out with her knife and uh it was quite a squalid evening i don't remember a lot of it but uh you know, I feel bad talking about it. you know I'm happily married now that's you know so that, that was so squalid but yeah that's the first one that comes to mind I understand you know I understand the, but yeah I, you don't want to get into the into you know the filth of that it was that was a wild you know evening I, I was young I was you know 26 which is still not that you know it's old enough to know better but. <laughs> what's the yeah we, we were about you know the old woman walked past and she's like oh don't worry but I'm in my pajamas like you know, don't don't worry, don't mind me <laughs> At least she yeah. was cool about it. Yeah, no, she didn't seem to mind because it was a confronting sight on the middle of the oval in, in, in the park, <laughs> uh, the sports oval. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's the kind of stuff that's not going to happen anymore. That's what I was, like, I was saying earlier with writing. Like, you know, it's, I'm all happy now. Like, eventually my comics will just be about Megan Mogg having a nice time and just, you know, taking care of sick rabbits and going on elliptical machines. <laughs> you know, but yeah, when, when you're young, you got to live it up. But yeah, so I that's probably so. one of the crazier ones. You know, don't, you know, when you're a young person, you got to live it up and risk, you know, fucking up a little bit. I'm sure that makes you appreciate that you know the good relationship you've you've ended up on. Exactly. Uh, you know, that, that was always the, you're you know, not getting stabbed anymore. Yeah, that oh. was the goal for me. You know, it was you know in my late thirties to be grounded and you know someone I really love and you know have a solid base and you know just be working towards the future and, and just someone that you just you know you really want to be with and there's no you don't want to run. You know, I've been in long relationships before and it's like ah oh, fuck and you know you, you're braced to run, but it's so nice to be in a relationship where your your legs are just jelly and you just you're just so relaxed. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just gloating now. I'm just bragging. <laughs> All these lonely hearts listening, like, oh, just answer my questions about rimming. Like, skip to the end. Like, who's, this, who's this bastard gloating about his perfect relationship? <laughs> well, thank you, for, uh, well, thank you uh, for sharing that. Absolutely. No, yeah. no, well, you know, relationships. Hashtag relationships. Relationship goals. Oh, God. Relationships. <laughs> Yeah, pissy rot streak outside the window. Yeah. Been doing a lot of pisses out that window. I love that the rot streak is labeled in that comic. It's like rot streak. <laughs> I wanted people to know it was a rot streak. That's based on my friend Michael Hawkins from Tasmania. He used to piss out of his bedroom window, um, and there was a big fucking rot streak. And I just always found that so funny. You know, I just, I just want, I just the term rot streak. I just, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, comics are supposed to be a visual medium. Like writing something, pointing with an arrow, I think is weak as a writer or as a cartoonist. Like you know, because it's a visual medium. But I just fucking couldn't help myself. Rot streak. Yes, it's t- it's too good of a combination of words. Yeah, to just, just to just yeah. be pointing to it. Because I think a lot of people don't even know that piss rot streaks exist, let alone that there's a term for it. And to discover both of those. Through your comic, that's a big experience. That's a gift. So I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely here for the the Rod Streak labeling. Yeah, it's it's real shit, man. That's why all these Russian teenagers love this shit because they're like, ah, oh, da, Rod Streak, yes. <laughs> it's too cold to go to the toilet. I go out the window. <laughs> Take a bite on a potato like an apple, just a raw potato, yeah. just eating it like an apple. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay, let's 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 help some people. Arthur, okay. yes. what do we have here first? My F twenty one BF thirty two picked up a DJ shift on Valentine's Day night. Should I be upset with him about it? My BF and I have been having problems lately, like making up and breaking up, following and unfollowing on Instagram and Facebook. But he had been talking to his XGF on Facebook. And if they didn't have an argument recently, which resulted in her blocking him, I think he would be okay talking to her still. They weren't romantic or anything, but I was annoyed he was even speaking to her in the first place. He dated her for six years. She's gorgeous. And he always told her, even recently, that he can't be with her. He never said he doesn't want to. So that part I don't like. That bothers me. Like, why can't you? He made an effort to get me back by following my dad on Instagram and posting, pic- <laughs> and posting pictures of his dog, which he knows I love. 
But now I'm angry because he decided to DJ a party on Valentine's Day night, and it's an anti-Cupid party. What if I wanted I have plans? We just made up. Shouldn't he be trying harder to make it up to me? That V-Day party is really bugging me. TLDR, my BF and I were having problems and made up. Now he's going to DJ Valentine's night instead of being with me. And that was posted by BabyCakes2927. Jesus fucking Yeah, Christ. I'm sorry. There's only one reason anybody DJs for blowjobs. Like, That's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it sounds a bit dicey. I mean, me... I'm gonna jump. I'm just gonna jump in here, boys. Um, I think it's a bit dicey that he's not doing the Valentine's Day thing. That's you know, it's a sacred, loving day. Um, you know, if he's going off and doing an anti-love uh, DJ set, you know, probably going to be blowjobs involved. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's not a good look. I can understand this uh, this uh, person's uh, you know emotional woes there. Well, what do you think? It's, oof. I I I think this guy. This guy's just kind of an idiot from what from what I'm reading. Yeah, there, there's three things that's that's standing out to me here. One, there's an 11 year age difference. This dude is yeah. a, this dude is 32, and despite being 32, having been having been in like a six year relationship, you know his his strategy for making up with his ex is to follow her or with his current girlfriend is to follow her dad. <laughs> Like the, this dude just seems like kind of an oblivious dingus to me. Yeah. And like, I'd want to be like, oh, he's not into you. You know, he's trying to show that, but I feel like he, he probably is into you. He's just kind of a, he's just kind of a dumbass. And this is what that looks like for him to be into you is to, you know, be off doing his own thing and talking to your dad on Instagram and sending him dogs and whatever the fuck else he, he, he's doing here. Uh, I, I just I, want to see this. I want to see this dad's Instagram. <laughs> I want to meet that dad. Exactly. I, Do you know what I'm saying though? This yeah. this guy just seems like inept, and like, why why are you yeah. worried about dating this person? Again, that age difference is is excessive too. Did, did you say it was like eleven years? So he's thirty two, and the other person would be twenty one. Yeah. yeah. So barely legal drinking age. This guy's essentially a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't consider uh, people human beings until they're twenty-one years old. Is where I am. I, 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 I'm untrustworthy of people that date with that sort of gap. But there's nothing really wrong with it, like you know, because younger people are you know can have advanced emotional maturity, and you know, you know, older people can be dumb as fuck. So and that's what but, I know, think. I, this I, is. I, yeah. You know, I've slept with some older people in the past. I've slept with some younger people, but not such a large gap. Uh, mm. you know. It's always suspicious of like people that were dating high schoolers. Like, like right. a girl I was friends with in high school used to get off the bus, and like there's like a 25 year old guy with some nunchucks in his back pocket there to meet her. <laughs> it's just like he's just a pedophile with nunchucks. <laughs> oh, that tickled me. That's very good. But yeah, no, I'm worried about the, you know, I mean, is she legally able to get into this disco? I mean, she could wear a fake moustache and like a trench coat and go and spy on him, which, you know, That's I don't true. really recommend. It's a bit sitcom-y, but, you know, <laughs> but is she legally able? Is she over 21? Can she get into a drinky space? Absolutely. Uh, this was actually what I was going to suggest, was that she uh, go and crash the party uh, and go essentially uh, force her way into the night. Uh so so when I was a DJ, yeah. when I was a DJ, if a gig came up, that was paramount. If I had the opportunity to get on those ones and twos, play some banging house music for some weirdos, I was going to do it. Um, you know, relationship yeah. needs to be damned. Um, yeah, I've played music before. I'm desperate to get a gig. I mean, a gig, oh my God, a gig. Yeah, holy shit, I can go spin? I'm in. Uh, I, I bet this guy's going to be spinning like uh, he's going to start with some John Mayer and work up into some Hobo Johnson. <laughs> I was imagining that at some point at an anti-Cupid party, My Pony by Genuine would have to come on. Yeah, and then some sad boy trap. Yes. Oh, like Joji? Oh, yeah. Yeah, some Joji. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta round out the end of the night with that. Yeah, having an early midlife crisis. (laughs) But uh, I I definitely would have, I would have invited her. You know what I mean? Hey, babe, I got this DJ gig. But yeah. I can get you on the guest list. You can chill out in the booth with me. 
you know. Yeah, come watch me spin my John Mayer. You maybe give me a blowjob afterwards. Maybe wink, a, wink. Maybe like, a little you know. jazzle on my pinochle. Why not? Exactly. A nice a blozer, as we'd say in Australia. Blozer. Yeah, nice blozer. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I'm using that's that. Good. Or a gobby. Another term we use is a gobby. Get a gobby or a blozer. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's down below on the fucking yacht shed. You gave me a fucking blozer. <laughs> Got a gobby. <laughs> Fuck, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very crass culture in Australia. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm writing both of these down for later. These are fantastic terms. For the record, you are our second Australian guest, and I'm very happy about that. Well, you got Gatsby on here. Who'd you get? We had uh, uh, Dankmas, the guy who does the Simpsons remixes. Oh, I have no idea who that is, oh, but look, cool. Look him up. He is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, he's right. one of my favorite YouTuber people. guy, he's, a, he's a, like a music teacher uh down in australia okay. professional musician and he he remixes like old simpsons clips into like songs that are legitimately good songs like mostly electronic music huh. but they're also like really fucking funny and he'll do uh he edits like the videos too with like the clips from the show he's got a pretty big following on on youtube but i i, I love his shit well Highly. it sounds like a good thing if something can make the simpsons funny again that would be nice yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's oh more, it's, burn burn I know Matt Groening. I've hung out with Matt Groening before, but, you know, boom, I said it. Simpsons ain't funny anymore. He knows. He has to know. He knows. He has to know. <laughs> uh, it is worth noting that all of the Dankmas clips are, like, like pre-season seven or eight. Like, most, or most if not all of them. Of course. Yeah. That's when the he, funny he stuff was. The age. <laughs> I was concerned when his new show came on the Netflix because the, it has a female protagonist with substance abuse issues and freckles, and there's a little kitty cat type looking creature. <laughs> Fa- fantasy setting, fantasy characters, oh, yes. and a little. And I, I was I was in contact with Netflix at that time, and then his show was announced. And, and my my co writer, like the guy I write with sometimes, is a, a rapper who's based in Australia, mm-hmm. in Melbourne. And on the writing staff of this new Matt Groening show was an Australian rapper, but from Sydney. So I was like, it's just creepy. Like, you've got your own Australian rapper as well. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I think, yeah, all the, all the coincidence. Very different show. But at the time, I was kind of like, it kind of feels like, you know, Netflix is going to say, well, we've already got one befreckled female drinky uh, fantasy protagonist. We don't need another one. Oh, that is spooky. <laughs> I love but that. Yeah, no, no, but no bad blood. Matt seems like a lovely guy. I, I don't believe the Epstein rumors. It's all it's all kind of show. Jesus, going to get me in trouble. Fuck. <laughs> my my publicist and agent are going to be very unhappy at me. <laughs> anyway, back to the club. Yes. I, you know, maybe try and sneak in the club, but he, he sounds a bit dicey. I guess stick it out for a while and see if he you know sweetens it up. But you know, maybe he's just not ready for commitment. Yeah. I think yeah, this. Uh, I think uh, there's a cyclical nature to this relationship, the breaking up and getting together. I think this is not a forever thing, but as long as it stays fun, keep having fun. Yeah, just see where it goes, you know. Other, other people will come, you know. You're young, you know. Fuck these old pedos. Yeah, she's, she's just got to have her expectations there, right? Because all, all these questions are like, oh, you know, why, why is he saying he can't be with her instead of like he wants to? And she's kind of making like these assumptions that this dude thinks about any of this shit. I get the sense that this guy is just kind of floating through, you know, hitting up the X. He's just kind of a dingus. He's doing the DJ thing sometimes. Like you can't expect a whole lot from this guy. And like Arthur said, if you're having a good time, keep doing that. But if you're wanting more out of this, you got to leave this dude and, and, and go find somebody closer to your own age and, uh, you know, more, more, developmentally mature than this than this dingle oh hobby. yeah or an older guy guy in his 50s maybe you know he's sure. probably been divorced three times yeah. knows what he wants you Go know the other direction <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you up front about his like you know rimming desires and stuff he'll be up front <laughs> he won't surprise you six months later <laughs> that's our that's our that's our final advice then you go hit up the old folks home uh, just start asking guys about old men about rimming until until you find one you can hook and you're set. They've got great war stories as well. I used to date a sixty year old man and he had great war stories. <laughs> was I you know, I look I you know, I'd change his colostomy bag for him and stuff, you know, it was intimate. It was uh, you know, it was nice. Was it the dude from the cake song I bombed Korea? Was that the guy you dated? <laughs> no, no, I'm not familiar with that old man, but he sounds hot. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Yeah, right. a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of ageism out there these days. Got to start fucking some of these silver foxes. You know? <laughs> well. Yeah. Well. Let's help some more people. Who else can we help? I like that. We, we now are journeying to the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, and if you're new to the show or have had a recent injury to the part of your brain that, that controls your memory... And a question box is where you, the listener, can send in questions to us. We will read them on the show. We will answer them. Uh, it's anonymous. You don't have to make an account. Uh, you can find the link to the question box in our Instagram bio, at uh, Radio Free Tote Bag, or on our website, RadioFreeToteBag.Podient.Co. We got, we got a whole bunch of shit in here. Uh, most of these are kind of stubs. <laughs> and well, like I'll start with what. So Simon, you you posted the link to this, and I know this clearly has to do with that uh, because of the nature of Megan Mog. This one just says human cat intimate relationship. <laughs> that's, that's the entire content of the question or comment. It's I don't know if that counts as a question. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's come up before with my comics. Like Meg the Witch is in a sexual relationship with a cat, uh, Mog. Uh, I think of him as a small furry man. You know, he's different to other cats he talks. It's like Goofy and Pluto. Uh, One of them's an anthropomorphic dog. One of them's, you know, you you wouldn't fuck Pluto, but you'd you'd fuck Goofy. Um, So, you know, it's not so bad. But but I have seen, like, you know, some kids online are a bit freaked out by, you know, the – you know, a cat fucking a witch in an Ikea showroom and kind of, you know, expressed a bit of like, oh, no. But so, you know, whatever. You know, Mog's just a small furry man. That one is fantastic. It did make me want to fuck in an Ikea. Yeah, no, you know, if you can get away with it. What would they call it? It's a mile high club. What would you call the <laughs> well, the cheap meat cheap meatball yes! club? <laughs> or the, 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 the dollar dog club. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. We got a, we got a, a couple more here. Uh, how much is too much? And I gotta say, there's a question mark, and then two more question marks that are upside down. Yes, oh, they've answered their own question. It's uh, too much is is too much. It's it's there in the language, isn't it? Too too much. <laughs> how much of what? I mean, they're not talking about what denomination of filth we're talking. So, right. uh, tough question to answer. But I'd say too much would be too much. Yeah, it's simple as simple as that. Too little, probably too little. Just go with much. That'll be sufficient. <laughs> Not too much, just much. Yeah, just just, much. just yeah, just a batch of much. Okay, here here's here's a more coherent question. Simon, our policy too is we have to read everything in here, so we can't just like skip over if you know somebody posts. Uh, Jesus, stubs. That's, Forrest Cump, for example. The rule, man, we have yeah. to read Forrest Cump. Now you fucked yourself there, haven't you? <laughs> or somebody last week asked me uh, to be their goth BF. So that's, you know, we got to read all of that. It's, it's important. Yeah. Are you even a goth? No, I was very thrown by this. I'm a pretty, <laughs> uh, I'm a pretty normie looking dude. But uh, eh, maybe, maybe I'm on board. Maybe I'll start, uh, mm. maybe I'll go goth at 28. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. All right. Okay, here, here's here's a coherent question. What's a good way to tell my wife that I bought a sex doll torso because she only wants to have sex with me 10 or less times a year? Mm. There's a lot of layers to this. There's True. There's a lot of things to be addressed. Huh. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough one, you know. I mean, fuck, he's fucking like a body part. Like, she's probably going to think it's creepy. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I, I'm a, I'm a cross-dresser. I like wearing women's clothes and stuff. And, you know, sometimes I'll 
you know, jerk off like they were in the past. And, you know, partners of mine in the past, like they're very open purportedly about, you know, said cross-dressing and stuff. But then they they were secretly threatened by it. If I was to go off on, on my own and have, you know, my own masturbatory odyssey mm. was frowned upon. So, you know, even though they kind of said it was cool, it wasn't cool. They felt left out. So potentially this woman, you know, I mean, she may say it's cool, but then feel left out by him fucking a creepy plastic torso from the sex shop. Uh, but I think I think it's fair. I mean, if, you know, if, if she, you know, the relationship is good otherwise, but he's just not getting enough sex. And I think it should be okay for him to fuck his, uh, his plastic toy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I could understand her being upset about it, maybe, but also like she's got to understand that you know this dude needs to fuck, right. and he's got to he's got to fuck this doll, this torso doll. There's a lot. It's of, gonna you know. <laughs> there's a lot of stigma around uh, penis oriented sex toys. Around anything that you would cram your dick in, there's a lot of stigma that doesn't exist around like magic wands and dildos, right? Yeah, well, it's the classic blow-up doll from, like, all the films and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been, you know, the, the nerdy man with the, the blow-up doll, was, you know, derided. That sort of stayed with us. As a man who owns a $200 blowjob robot, I say be loud and proud about your sex <laughs> torso. I remember Dan Harmon talking really openly about having a real doll. Yeah, um, why not? Fuck it. Dan, you know, Dan Harmon made his money. He can have a real doll if he wants it. That's a true. Yeah, yeah. I saw a story in Toronto as well. They opened up a, a doll like a brothel. Like you could go there and Whoa. fuck dolls. But you, know, you want to hope they wash those dolls. Hey, let's see. Trivago.com. I'm booking. I'm booking a trip right now. Yeah. <laughs> do you think somebody gets the unfortunate job as the doll hoser? Or do you think they have like there's now been invented a, a giant dishwasher sort of situation that you fill with the sex doll torsos? You know, maybe you got a rack for the uh, instead of the silverware, you got a rack for the the, the standard flashlights. You know, yes. you got to put the full bodies on the bottom on the bottom oh. drawer. Yeah, detachable anuses you can just throw in the dishwasher. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you need to remove the fuck sleeve for easy cleaning. Yeah, I mean, what, what would you do in this position? I mean, it's a tough one to tell your partner, you know, you got your, your, your fuck torso. Well, cause so I, I, there's, two, there's two ways that this could be playing out. One is that there, this is a good and positive relationship. Right, and they just have a difference in sexual appetite, and that's okay, and he's just looking for uh, you know, a, a way to do his own thing. In which case, I reckon you just tell her about it. it, it you're basically just masturbating. I don't think it's that big of a deal. The issue yeah, I would see yeah. is that if this is a situation where there's like hostility between them, right? Like their sex life is, is way off, and they're mm-hmm. upset with each other about it, and then he rolls in, with this motherfucking fuck torso that that's gonna that's gonna raise some eyebrows and p- potentially cause some issues and in that case i'd be more concerned about like sorting things out with your wife um about about your sex life than i would be about uh introducing you know the the, the torso as as cleanly as possible mm-hmm. Yeah, they may may well already be a stalemate though, and like you know, last resort is to bring in the the, the torso uh, piece. But, <laughs> but yeah, less emotionally hardcore for uh, her than uh, you know a real partner. You know, I mean, right. he's not going to be whining and dining. He's not going to be like, oh, I can't come home and help out with the you know the dog shit on the lawn because I'm out you know down at Coney Island with my fuck torso, like, <laughs> you know. The fuck torso just gets put away. His balls are drained. He's happy. There'll probably be less tension in the relationship, and they can all get on with their dog shit cleaning. Right. That's true. I yeah. would. I would display the fuck torso on the bed in like as beatific a way as possible. As like you know, make make the room immaculate. Do a deep clean on the on the bedroom. Lay it Rose out. Petals. Rose petals make it super romantic, and then when she, when she comes home, just say, "I have something I need to show you." Yeah, that could, that could work. And then she walks in. The torso is there, displayed. Rubber vagina uh, <laughs> on her side of the bed. On her side of the bed. <laughs> I got some. Uh... 
I understand. Uh, I understand that your appetites are lower than mine, and you only want to have sex like maybe ten times a year. So I came up with a solution. Her name okay, is yeah. Meg, okay. named after my okay. favorite character oh. from my favorite oh. comic. That would be an honor. <laughs> Yeah, I'd recommend buying her a gift as well. Yes. Say she's really into Fabergé eggs or something, or Hummel figurines. Like you know, get her a new one. Like get her, you know, get her a Beanie Baby or something. Like a rare Beanie Baby. You know, she she was so fucking excited about the fucking Beanie Baby. She won't even notice the rose petal covered fuck torso. That's a big idea. Run the run the distraction play. I I do like that. Because honestly, it's I don't know how much of a how much of a scene you need to make about this. I mean, definitely let her know she so she doesn't discover this on her own. You know, cleaning the house and then finds a disembodied dripping person. <laughs> Nobody oh, fucking yeah. was that. No. But just be yeah. just be upfront and you know, you got sexual needs. You're just doing this for masturbation, or you could shamefully hide it in like the trunk of your car oh, for no. the rest oh. of your life. Oh, you could do that yeah. too. And you're like sneaking behind your wife's back, and she suspects you're cheating, but then it turns out it's just a big silicone torso, not a woman. But this is this is not going to end at the fuck torso. Like this will, you know, you, you, you know, you can actually get sick of the fuck torso, and then it's going to become a real doll. It's going to be like a full size. It's going to be like brushing the wig and stuff, right. and like buying clothes for the doll, and it's going to be this like you know weird teddy bear that you're married to. Uh, you know, that's the, it's, you know, it's what they say with porn addiction and stuff. It just keeps on growing and growing and gets, you know, bigger and, and, and bigger. And, uh, you know, so, you know, it'd be a concern for this, you know, this lady, for the wife to, you know, like, oh, where's this going to go? You know, shit. Yeah. And be replaced by a plastic woman. Then they'll have robot ones like, I am at your command, you know. <laughs> I made you some chicken nuggets. Let's watch The Simpsons. Then you can fist me. <laughs> Oh, God, the future is so bright. <laughs> yes, haunting. I got to I, I gotta say, too, why not just go straight to the, the, the real... Like, I get, I get the real doll. I get the fleshlight. It, it's compact. It's, it's you know, you, it, easy to use. Why, why just the torso? Yeah. Like, who, who just... I don't know. I saw a picture well, of this recently, and it just it wigs me out a little bit. How do you not feel it's like hot, you're fucking yeah. like a disembodied person? That's awful. Cat, get away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess it's portable at this point. I, I imagine he'd prefer a real doll with the, yeah. the rest of the body parts, hopefully. I wonder, but, uh, I wonder if he's got a flight case with a foam insert for the torso. <laughs> like, <laughs> pack it up. Everyone thinks he's got like a violin case and he's on his way to a concerto, <laughs> but he's just going off to the men's toilets to... <laughs> fuck some plastic body parts. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, fuck away, you know. Like, I don't, you don't want to be casting aspersions on these people. I feel like I'm just, you know, like we make fun of people. But, you know, I certainly don't want to disrespect anybody's, uh, you know, plastic torso fun times. Sounds like a, sounds like a ripe old time. <laughs> oh, look, I'd, I'd, I'd have a crack at one. If I wasn't married, I'd, I'd have a crack at a plastic torso. Why not? <laughs> what, you know, why not? <laughs> we have... We have one final question from the question box. And uh, it, it goes like this. I'm just going to say it. Simon Hanselman, how big is it? How big is That's it? That's all it, it's how big is it? I don't know what they're referring to. I mean, in a, you know, a filthy mind would go to a sort of a genital zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, we want to keep it tasteful. We don't really want to go there. Not um, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it could be referring to something in the comic. I'm trying to think, uh, you know, about the thousands of pages of Megan Mog comics, if there's something about something being big in there. Uh, they could be talking about Meg's strap-on. Um, true. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. See, people really need to be clearer with their questions. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a tip for them for next time. Very good. Yes, be clearer with your questions. Uh, don't leave don't leave guesswork. You know, these days it's best not to go with too much nuance and really, you know, get things out as clear as possible. Be clear about your aims. Sum up your aims in a clear, concise manner. And keep your question marks uh, uh, right side up too. That's just disorienting on that other one. Well, it could be Spanish. Well, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at this. This is at the end of the question. It goes regular question mark. And then two upside down question marks. 
Well, Megan Morgan is very popular in Spain. I, I was on a, a talk show there. It's got like a million views on YouTube. Like uh, I get recognized in gay bars in Bilbao. I mean, people love me in Spain. <laughs> Damn. Big in Spain. Yeah, huge. <laughs> As the Spanish would say, grande. <laughs> Got him, folks. That's a Spanish reference, a language that I kind of speak. Okay, that's been the end of the question. <laughs> <laughs> now, for some godforsaken reason, uh, Arthur has veered away from Reddit and taken us to the, the fucking holy grail of question-asking sites, Yahoo Answers. Yes, welcome uh, to Yahoo some, Answers, folks. For, I don't know how we've never done this in fucking 92 episodes, but but here we are. Asked in uh, family and relationships, subcategory singles and dating Teacher having sex? I don't think she knows, but a teacher who works at my school, I can hear her having sex. I live in the same building as her. She lives above me. I can hear when she has sex. What should I do? We do have thin walls here. Now it's posted by Anonymous. How does one navigate hearing their algebra teacher fuck? (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> so I want to bring it to her attention it's kind of awkward you know she has to teach this person uh, but yeah I mean bottling this up all these fuck noises I mean they, they, they'd be sitting there in class just looking at her imagining all the, the, the you know the moans and the groans and uh, you, you wouldn't be able to if it was me I wouldn't be able to concentrate I'd be trying to do my algebra and just thinking about like these you know these deep dickings or whatever's going on over there like you know <laughs> Don't, don't want to assume it's dicks. It could be, you know, could be plastic fuck parts. Or it could be anything. Could be strap-ons. Could be no strap-ons. Could just be a bit of analingus. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But whatever's going on, I'm sure there's lots of moaning and groaning, and it would be distracting in a in a, a school setting. But, I mean, it could be harassment to say something, you know, like right. saying this, like, hey, teacher, I heard you, heard you fucking. Like, <laughs> it could be misinterpreted. I, it's going to make things very awkward. My inc- uh, my inclination would be to go over her head to a administrator, but then that could result in her being terminated. You don't want that, and and for nothing, yeah, just, just for living for, in just proximity. For, exactly, exactly. Not, no, no party has done anything wrong. Uh, it's just, yeah, fuck. It's just a, it's just an awkward situation. I recommend. You get uh, some some of those like earphones, like studio monitors that are earplugs. Uh, mm. with a with like the speaker in it, you just put that in. You blast some white noise. You do this for your fucking teacher. You know, you, you take on this sacrifice for her because you know what? She's having her sex life, and that's good. And that means she's gonna be a better teacher because she's gonna be in a better mood. Everybody, everybody wins. You put these earplugs in. You don't have to. You don't have to hear her banging one out. And then if something like really you know terrible happens, like you get an F or something. You take her aside, like you, you have your you have your like get out of jail free button, and you'd be like, "Look, like I haven't said anything about this because I didn't want to embarrass you, uh, but you know I've 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 heard you you know getting yelling to asking to be rimmed out you know for for months now, and I've kept that yes, a secret thing, because yeah. I respect you. Can you do me a favor and you know maybe not fail this class because uh, I've been watching out for you? You see what I'm saying? You get a little you get a little collateral, yeah, a little out leverage, of it. yeah. We we don't know the veracity of this fucking as well. I mean, it could just be like vanilla missionary. Oh, oh, kind of. Oh, I'm being pleasured. Kind of. Oh, how lovely. Or it could be like she could be getting fucked by a bunch of like dogs over there or something like like, <laughs> like screaming about it, just like vile. Like get the clamps. Like winch me open. Get Gallagher, we stick the watermelon in and smash it, Gallagher. Like, you know, it, it could be like disturbing. Like you know these honking clown noses and there's just like, absolutely you know, nothing more what's going on there's nothing just more tearing than noises than the idea of a know. gallagher fetish sounds like demons screaming in the middle of the night as <laughs> <laughs> you know, the exorcist so if it, if it was that then i could see it very very disturbing but if it's just a little bit of like you know regular slap and tickle you know, get over it. What's the big fucking deal? It's a bit funny. If I heard my teacher fucking, I'd be like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I grew up in the 90s, like, you know, we just thought it was funny when our teachers fucked. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I guess kids don't like their teachers fucking these days. Nope. I don't know. Nope. Nope. They too. I'll say this was answered 40, 41 minutes ago by L. Move your bed to another wall or play some music. And I think that's a good suggestion, Al. <laughs> that's pretty good. Go ahead. Move. Move to the other wall. Play some music so that you have a soundtrack while you hear your teacher get you know banged down. User, I like that they. I like. I like that they did that without bringing up uh, demons or being fucked by dogs as well. They kept it concise <laughs> and classy. User Raja ah. is making some wild assumptions here. Uh, user Raja says she has the right to enjoy with her husband. Hmm, making some assumptions. It's, here. It's, yeah, but you know, it's not very modern. Assuming there, you know, as I said earlier, I went with the dick first, and I was like, well, it could be anything. That's right. Right? You know, come on, right. got to, you know. We're very open mm-hmm. here on Radio Free Tote Bag. We like the nuance of these questions. <laughs> so, okay. To this here's, end, here's the next. It's, this is another question from the Yahoo Answer Service, and I am I am in love with it. I love the way this is this is phrased. Uh, an anonymous Yahoo Answers user asks, "I'm looking for someone to date, not for sex, but for a companion. I am 53." question mark (laughs) (laughs) with an update here Uh, i am a man very financially stable with an adult daughter well they could go to an escort service just you know if they truly don't want sex but i mean they're probably going to want to fuck i mean you know come on let's be honest here (laughs) let's be real yeah I, i know i know i have a couple friends who who do sex work and it's literally just going on dates uh, with older guys, like there's actually a you know pretty substantial uh, market for for doing that. And, yeah, and, and and there's there's nothing wrong with that. I think I think some people might be you know ashamed or or turned off from that, but you know it's it's normal to just kind of want some some companionship like that. So I mean that that that's an option. I'm not really sure how to go about locating that kind of service, but. Uh, you know, just look, look it up. Google, I guess, Google yeah. it up. How to find cute girl to to go out with? Because he does the fact that he mentions very financially stable. I feel like it's just kind of leading in that direction. Well, like there you go. Just be a be a sugar daddy. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I mean that's the thing. If you've got the money, I mean you should you know money you know seems to attract people. You're Anna, Anna Nicole Smith type, so you should be able to pick someone up. Throws that money around, you know. Yeah. What? You can date me. <laughs> Come on down to Portland. I'll fucking go on a date with you, fifty-three-year-old. I'm down. Yeah, there's no sex involved, yeah. so we can talk about stuff, talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> have it's a beer. We'll have it on the show. He'll ramble on at you about his fucking Jordan Peterson book or something. Oh, yeah, Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pour, that's pour that's a for, hard stop for me. <laughs> pour, pour one out for JP. Uh, good luck with uh, with the benzo addiction. I wish you all the best, Jordan Peterson. May you. What? You didn't hear about that? Yeah, he's been no. he's been fucked up on benzos for years, and he's like he's oh, doing no. rehab for benzos right now. Oh, my, my, fa- my favorite thing is his whole clean your room thing, and then that picture of his office. Yeah, it's it's all fucked. Like, like it's to clean your own room. <laughs> Uh, if he was properly grifting, he'd, he'd be like his teaching would be clean my room, and he tries to get his followers <laughs> to like come over and clean his place for him. But Man, on the, on the real though, no wonder he's been so weepy for so long. He's been fucking eating oh, valium. I forgot. I forgot he's a crier. Yeah, he's a big, big crier. crier. Well, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, his wife was, I think, dying of had cancer for a while, yeah. and he he only eats meat. So, I mean, if anything <laughs> can make you, like, get a benzo addiction, it'll be, like, just eating meat and a, and a loved one uh, in the grips of cancer. I mean, you know, don't, don't blame him for yeah. it. I'd be, I'd be popping some pills. I yeah. forgot about the meat thing. Oh, I just did so a big, weird. like, the big, beefiest shits. Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> Well, oh, fuck. This is the one that got deleted. Uh, we're out of Yahoo answers. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> here's another. Here's another more. I guess that was a real question. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on the askers at Yahoo answers. No, they just call have an escort a, service. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, that was that was a legitimate question. We 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 support you. I am fifty three. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope you figure out what your age is. I hope I hope you get some clarity on that. <laughs> All right, back to Reddit. This is just titled "Whispering." I thirty three M live with my friend thirty four M and have recently become aggravated with how he communicates with his girlfriend thirty eight F. When we're in shared living spaces, they're constantly whispering. It's so rude, right? (laughs) It makes me feel unwelcome. Now I go to my room when she comes over. I'd rather my friend just tell me to scram than to be alienated by their their reindeer games. (laughs) What? (laughs) My friend is usually kind and considerate. I, I don't get along with her very well i'm polite but distant because our personalities seem to bounce off each other she has said some rude things to me maybe she was trying to be playful and or teasing but i didn't perceive it that way the thing that's really put me off is that she talks to me like i'm some kind of dipshit (laughs) we're not hostile or anything like that i don't know it feels good to vent about this Maybe she's just weird or awkward and I'm overly sensitive, but the whispering sucks. Any advice? TLDR, my friend and his girlfriend whispering in front of me has me frustrated. Should I bring it up? And that was posted by posted as posted by (laughs) I was posted by hot return nine. Hot return nine. I remember. Sounds, uh, you, yeah, you go. Re- what do you remember? I remember folks <laughs> doing this when I was a kid, like whispering to each other when we we're together, like you know, in a group mm. setting. And it always, 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 always made me feel like it was about me every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm guessing she hates him and thinks he's a you know thinks he's a creep or something and feels uncomfortable around him through no fault of his own, probably, but. Yeah, I mean, if there's whispering like that, obviously there's just awkwardness amongst this group. Um, or, they, or they could be whispering about, you know, fisting or something. Are you ready to? You're gonna come and fist me in the room? Like, get the lube. <laughs> and yeah, they don't. They don't want him to hear. Like, uh, you know, that that'd be fair. That be but, but you know, I mean, I've lived in a lot of awkward fucking share houses in the past. Like, it just sounds like awkward share house business. Just a bit of uptightness going on. Right. But, you know, yeah, bring it up. I mean, fuck, you know, just say, hey, what's with all the whispering? What's going on? Makes me feel a little bit awkward like you're talking about me. Just, you know, you don't want to come off like a paranoid mentalist, but, you know, it, it does sound a bit bit, bit rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just see what's up. Because I, I think yeah. part of it, like, this this would be pretty normal if you were in, you know, if there was ten people in the room and this couple's over there whispering. Sometimes couples do flirty shit like that. They're whispering at each other. You know, talking about what kind of objects they're going to boof, how much they love each other, that sort of shit. And it's fine if there's like 10 people in there. But the fact that it's you and it needs to, I can see how that would, especially, you know, if you got some self-esteem shit or something, I can see how that would feel kind of isolated and, you know, weird, especially because it's in, you know, your own your own place. Yeah. Uh, if you're capable of it, I would just reckon it doesn't fucking matter if they're whispering about you. Like, when it comes down to it, it really doesn't, and they're probably not. And just kind of assume they're just doing a flirty thing and, and don't worry about it. Um, but if, if, if that's not possible, you know, or if you, re- you really are suspecting that it's about you, maybe talk to your roommate who you have the better rapport with and be like, hey, what's, what's up with the whispering stuff? Or maybe address that you don't think the girlfriend likes to you. Try to talk it out with him. You know, rather than confronting her, if you already have kind of a rocky, uh, rocky relationship with her, uh, I just, but but ultimately, I don't think I don't think this is, I don't think it's going to come out that they're plotting to fucking murder you or something. I I really don't think this has anything to do with you. Yeah, she just thinks he's a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's jerking off through the walls at them while they're fucking, and you know. And- and he's just neglected to put that. It's like, oh, well, I feel very awkward. They're whispering. I'm like, I do masturbate through the walls. To the fucking, <laughs> oh, 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 choose not to bring that up. I mean, who knows what's going on in this house? I did have a sex torso modeled off my roommate's girlfriend. I don't know what the problem is with me. 
well, you know, I'm not, not going to cast aspersions, but you, know, you never know. Who knows what's going on? This is true. Stop any creepy shit. If you're doing creepy shit, try to talk to your, your roommate and talk this through. And ultimately, just don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's fucking whispering. <laughs> Yeah, there's you know there are worse problems going on in the country right now. This is very true. This is very true. <laughs> Not to minimise anyone's trauma, but you know there are a lot of hardcore things going on in the world right now. So <laughs> try to get your mind off it, and you know, whatever. Yeah, there's people out there dealing with yelling. Imagine that situation. <laughs> oh, Pretty glad fuck. you're not dealing with that. Way worse. Oof. Strong. All right, Arthur, what do we what do we have? What we have next is the part of the show where Simon tells us where he can find his work on the internet and what comes next and uh all that oh. all that business. So plug away, my friend. Oh, plugs. Oh, yeah, fuck, I don't know. A bunch of books you can buy them on the internet. People always write to me like, "Where can I get your books?" And it's like, "Have you heard of Google?" <laughs> um, just send him the let yeah, me google yeah, yeah. that for you link. Have you ever seen you ever seen let me google that for you? Oh, that sounds good. It does like it, it yeah, animates yeah, yeah. the process of typing in whatever query they had and then it like shows the mouse over and the then clicks search. Results. Yeah. You don't want to be too snarky though. You don't want to turn off a potential customer by being an uppity dick. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, you can buy my books at bookstores. You can get them from the city library. If your library's cool, you know, it's in a lot of libraries. Uh, you know, they're in 14 languages around the world. So just Google up my name and look about. You can probably find some books. Like I said, the library. My main English publisher is Fantagraphics Books. Uh, you can, you know, buy them from them. You know, unfashionable to say Amazon, but you can get them on Amazon. I mean, you know, let's face it, Amazon's ruling the world now uh they control uh the entire book market essentially yeah. so you know and they have i can't fight that and they have department of defense contracts with the united states which is woo, woo. yes well well a lot of cartoonists have been uh, boycotting amazon and then uh, musicians that i know as well uh, they were all boycotting uh, amazon because these ice contracts and stuff uh which i think slightly hypocritical because a lot of these more prominent artists on these lists uh, their work is sold through amazon their publishers have no choice but to sell the work through amazon like a large portion of the sales like it or not has to come through amazon so it's, it's kind of a, a weird kind of situation but uh yeah, buy my books on Amazon. Yeah, what's the? I get, what, I get, I get money from that. What's the next release? When, when do we get the next big drop? Uh, August uh, seeds and stems. It's called. It's kind of like a B sides kind of collection, like a bunch of scenes that I make. Uh, it's all sort of been reformatted. It's got the plastic cover, like a piss shield. It's the ultimate classy toilet book. <laughs> yeah, that, that's out in August. That'll be out in a few languages and stuff. Uh, I'm putting out a zine. I mean, I, I still self publish, so I've got a new zine coming out in like the next two weeks. I'll be in Switzerland in a couple of weeks, uh, late March. I'll be uh, for Meadow Festival, uh, doing a residency in Lucerne, Switzerland. Uh, yeah, I think uh, early May I'll be in Spain. I'll be touring around uh, Barcelona, Mallorca, etc. Then I'll be going to Sweden in late May. Uh, American tour in the, uh, the summer. All sorts of stuff. And follow me on Instagram at Simon.Hanselman. Lots of free content on there. You can look at it while you're shitting. <laughs> And we do, and we and we absolutely do. I, I literally have read Megan my Megan Mog comments while while shitting. I've done this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. perfect toilet reading, perfect toilet book. Uh, Simon, yeah, you know, I yeah. gotta I gotta give you a shout out from uh, my youngest sister too. I got her a Megan Mog book like three years ago for Christmas, and we've like read all of them since then, and always like talk to each other about them. And uh, she just wanted to say hi. So, oh, that's beautiful. What's her, what's her name? Sophie. Hello, Sophie. How you doing? Be be careful with the Megan Mog. Don't don't do what they do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cautionary tale. <laughs> good good advice that I that I know she'll appreciate. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. It's been awesome talking with you. Yeah, my pleasure. No, I like a bit of a chin wag, a bit of a ramble. So it's been lovely chatting with you, uh, you boys, about a bit of, bit of relationships, a bit of life, love, I, death, absolutely. all that. Absolutely. Well, if you ever want to come back, we'd uh, we'd love to love to ramble some more with you. And, yeah, uh, no, I'd come back in the future. Hit me up in you know, a while. Get some other guests on, and then like, oh fuck, I guess we'll get Hanselman back. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good plan. 
if you, dear listener, would do us an enormous favor, go to your podcatcher of choice, rate us uh, five whatever's out of whatever. I'm imagining a Donkey Kong-themed uh, podcatcher app where you rate something five bananas out of five. Uh, barrels. Five barrels. Yes. Even like better. Congas. Yes, five congas out of five. Hell yeah. I guess that'd be two and a half congas because one conga has the two drums on it. So five would be two and a half. Uh, Five big gorilla dicks that children, unfortunately, are viewing through the glass at the zoo. And it's making everybody really uncomfortable. That's the one. That's the one. Simon Hanselman, thanks again uh, for being with us. Uh, Nothing. A pleasure. A pleasure. I hope everyone uh, had a good time this week. I had a fucking blast recording this one. And uh, guess what? Guess the fuck what? I love you. Thanks. Bye. Wait. What? Wait. What? What, what is our intro music, Arthur? Oh, uh, God fucking damn it. Our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is a song, Stephanie, by the Hey Fellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or look them up on Spotify. Three words, the Hey Fellows. Fuck yes. Uh, guess what? I still love you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Glad that love continued. All right.